Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I'm Andrew for America. Yeah, how you guys been? It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Um, Today... I kind of want to go over a few things that I've talked about very briefly uh, in previous podcasts. Today, this episode, episode 8, is entitled Huxley's Final Revolution. And I want to talk about a few concepts. Like I said, I want to kind of do a summation of certain things I've briefly touched on in past episodes that I wanted to more in-depth explain about myself and about my worldview today. Uh, But I want to talk first about Aldous Huxley. Uh, If you don't know, Aldous Huxley was uh, the author of the book Brave New World, uh, which in my personal opinion is uh, prophetic. You know, Huxley was a prophet. He talked about things that are going to happen in the future uh, very succinctly, like he knew it was going to happen. And it just so happens that after I read a few of his quotes today, you're probably going to ask yourself, wow, was Aldous Huxley also one of these so-called prophets, quote unquote, that Andrew for America has been talking about thus far? In his podcasts. I'm going to let you be the judge. Here we go. Aldous Huxley in his own words. And I quote. There will be. In the next generation or so. A pharmacological method. Of making people love. Their servitude. And producing dictatorship. Without tears. So to speak. Producing a kind of painless concentration camp for entire societies so that people will in fact have their liberties taken away from them but will rather enjoy it because they will be distracted from any desire to rebel by propaganda or brainwashing, or brainwashing enhanced by pharmacological methods. And this seems to be the final revolution. Today's podcast is entitled Huxley's Final Revolution. And if you've read his book, Brave New World, you know that he talks about a caste system. The A's, the B's, the C's, the D's. Aldous Huxley also said, here we go. Pay attention. By means of ever more effective methods of mind manipulation, the democracies will change their nature. The quaint old forms, i.e. elections, parliaments, Supreme Courts, and the rest, will remain. But, the underlying substance will be a new kind of totalitarianism. All the traditional names, all the hallowed slogans, will remain exactly what they were in the good old days. Democracy and freedom will be the theme of every broadcast and every editorial. Meanwhile, the ruling oligarchy and its highly trained elite of soldiers, policemen, thought manufacturers, and mind manipulators will quietly run the show as they see fit. Aldous Huxley, people, author of Brave New World, in his own words, you probably read that book in high school, maybe even in grade school, who knows? But if you read it, or 
if you saw the actual TV show that they made for Peacock, I think Brave New World is actually on Peacock. I uh, haven't watched it yet. Probably going to go watch it. But I feel like I don't really need to watch it because I actually read the book. Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. In fact, I just pulled it off of my bookshelf right now. And, um, you know, Watson, people. Go read Brave New World. And enjoy the escapades of Watson and Helmholtz and all the fun characters in that book. Bernard, you know, Benito. If you've read it, if you've read the book, you know. Prophets, people. These guys were prophets. Go read their stuff. Don't take my word for it. You have prophets who wrote books that used to live amongst you. <laughs> people are like, gee, Andrew, where do you get all these crazy ideas? Are you nuts? Are you, uh, are you a schizophrenic? You know, are you bipolar? What's your deal, dude? No. It just so happens that when I was young, I read a lot of stuff. This stuff is out there, people. <laughs> I'm not keeping it a secret. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, you know, I'm going to talk about a few things I want to clear up. Some people have been asking me, you know, you don't really identify in a party. What's your party affiliation, Andrew? And some of you already know, but, you know, the those of you that think you know, I'm actually going to change your mind about it today. I got some things I want to say. I'm going to try to enlighten a lot of you. Because of this question that you asked. You know, some questions that are asked can be easily answered. Some questions that are asked have very complex, long-winded, well-thought-out, well-articulated uh, answers. And I'm going to give you a long, well-articulated, well-thought-out, long-winded answer to some of your questions when we come back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Okay, welcome back. So, uh, I want to talk about something. I want to talk about party affiliations, okay? Uh, Here's a few things about me. You're not going to hear me self-identify as a liberal. You're not going to hear me self-identify as a conservative. You're not going to hear me self-identify as a Democrat you're not going to hear me self-identify as a Republican. Um, If you follow me on social media, I do share a lot of things from the libertarian community. And once upon a time, I did self-identify as a libertarian, but those days are over. Those days are over. Uh, I am a self-proclaimed independent, henceforth. And here's why. Because I don't want to talk about party narratives, party talking points, media manipulation, media manipulated narratives. That stuff is the wool intended to be pulled over your eyes. And I am better, smarter, and more enlightened than that. 
So you're not going to hear me say, oh, I'm a liberal or I'm a conservative. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I'm a libertarian. You're not going to hear me say that. I'm an independent. I'm an independent thinker. I appreciate libertarian thought and libertarian philosophy and libertarian concepts because of their stark opposition to authoritarianism. And when I think about the word authoritarianism, I think about both establishment parties, both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. They are both authoritarians. Some people want to control your pocketbook. Some people want to control your bedroom. And that's the difference. That's basically the difference. Economic freedom versus personal freedom. Social freedom. The ability to be who you really are, free of cultural or social ridicule. Or shunning, etc. You know, I mean... You know, people talk about freedom a lot. Freedom is another one of those words that really doesn't get defined as often as it should be. Like capitalism. Or like socialism. Or any ism. You know, these are broad, very generalized topics. You know... And when you really break it down philosophically, it's just more systems of control. And that's why I don't like talking about anything serious and real in that frame of reference or in that frame of mind. I hate the two-party system. I hate the two-party dichotomy. Thomas Jefferson and other founders of this nation warned us against it. They warned us. This stuff is out there. I don't want to get redundant. Go figure this stuff out for yourself. But the warnings were very, very numerous and very, very clear. You know, labels. You know, all those words are just labels. And you know how I, you know what I feel about labels? When you label somebody a certain thing, when you mentally put them into some construct some category that is a shortcut to thinking and is a simple way of dismissing something that is actually complex, um, you're not doing yourself or anybody else a favor. In fact, it only makes you able to more easily dismiss the ideas that are coming from a certain person after you've labeled them. Like, for example, if you're listening to what I'm saying right now, right, and you're not paying attention to any of the content, you're just saying, is this guy a Democrat? Is this guy a Republican? Is he a crazy conspiracy theorist libertarian nut job? If you already put me in one of those categories, before you even listen or consider the words that come out of my mouth, then are you really being intellectually honest? Are you really being intellectually curious? Or does your ego just want to win? Don't let labels get in the way of your ability to process and interpret ideas. Philosophical reductionism. Philosophical reductionism is the human uh, behavior, human nature, the human behavior that consists of taking a very large, difficult to process, complex topic and trying to reduce it down into some type of simple construct that does not in any real way encompass the depth and importance of the topic as a whole. That's what the media does. The media tries to take very complex, large topics and reduce them down into simple, idiot 
language, binary language, for or against, yes or no, good or bad, left or right, this or that, either or. Simple, idiot mentality, feeble-mindedness. And when you, listen, and I, I know what, I'm not going to be very merciful right now with what I'm about to say. If you're listening to my words right now and you know that you are the type of person that everything that you have to say about anything political or real or philosophical in this world is literally the objective regurgitation of your party's talking points via whatever your mainstream media news source is, i.e. Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, uh, One America, uh, Newsmax, uh, you know, The Hill, uh, Democracy Now. <sighs> Gatekeepers. Systems of control preventing you from discussing ideas and not parties. On this podcast, you're going to hear me talk about a lot of ideas, but you're never going to hear me self-identify on any one single solitary party line. You know why? Because I'm better than that. I'm smarter than that. And one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast in the first place is because not only do I know that, I'm trying to teach you people that. I'm trying to teach you people these things so that you can get better, learn how to adapt and overcome your obstacles in this life so that you can be enabled, armed with the ammunition of knowledge, of understanding, of deep contemplation. Social media, social media feeds on tribalism. Tribalism is human nature. It's not your fault. It's not your fault that your DNA is historically and evolutionarily encoded with fight or flight, with uh, existence control, survival control. You need to survive. You need to subsist. You need to hunt and gather in order to eat to get the nutrients that you need in order to live on a physical, biological level. We all need that. It's base needs. But tribalism is the way it was during those early hunter-gatherer societies. You found your tribe. You grew up in your tribe. You were a, a youngster, and then you were brought up in the local customs and the local ways until you had some sort of rite of passage and then you became a full-fledged adult and then it was your responsibility to protect the tribe. Tribalism is not your fault. It is actually more the accept more the rule than the exception as far as human DNA and human evolution are concerned. We are tribal social creatures by nature. It's who we are. It's what our DNA has predetermined. Who knows where that DNA came from? You know, that's a whole other podcast. Maybe ancient aliens seeded this planet. Maybe we really did just evolve somewhere there's a missing link from, you know, from the primate and, you know, monkeys, apes, you know. Apparently, over 90% of our DNA is identical. Quite interesting. 
there's also a big gap in the development and the, the leaps and bounds that our DNA took at one point in time. Uh, if you've ever watched Ancient Aliens or if you've ever read about Ancient Alien Theory, you know about these concepts. But tribalism, people, you know, social media feeds on tribalism. Oh, they feed on it. Are you a lefty or are you a righty? Are you a Trumpy or are you for Biden? You know, are you this or are you that? Did your TV tell you this or did your TV tell you that? It's hilarious. I watch people, I read comment sections on social media all the time. And sometimes I comment, sometimes I don't. But just reading the idiocracy, <laughs> the idiot comments that go back and forth between people that are trying to talk online that have no idea what they're talking about and are just using philosophical uh, fallacy after logical fallacy after logical fallacy. You know, never had argumentation class, never had a law class, never had a philosophy class, never had a debate class. But yet, you know, social media has given you a platform to run your mouth regardless of your level of knowledge about anything. And that's the problem. Information overload. It just goes back to show you like I was telling you guys about the mainstream media. Information overload desensitizes you. Makes you just turn things off mentally. It's just the human condition. The human condition has been studied for many, many years by people in government and by people in the intelligence communities. Brainwashing is real. Media manipulation is real. You know, there's a Russian KGB agent that, whose video I shared a while back that flat out told all of us how the Soviet communist mentality plans to infiltrate America and subvert it and make it a new communist state. I might go find that clip right now and play it for you guys. Hold on. You know what? I'm going to take a break. I'm going to get that clip. I think the guy's name is like Yuri Bezgudev. Bezvernev. I forget his name. But he's got a lot of interesting stuff to say about how our beloved secret, top secret, classified spy intelligence community operates and what their plans are. For this country, the good old U.S. of A, when I come back after this break. All right, people, welcome back. Here we go. KGB agent Yuri Bezmenov explaining to you people how the Soviets planned on subverting our capitalist free way of life with communism and socialism. Don't take my word for it. Here he is. In his own words, KGB agent, former KGB agent, Yuri Bezmenov on the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. The main emphasis of the KGB is not in the area of intelligence at all. According to my uh, opinion and opinion of many defectors of my caliber, only about 15% of time, money, and manpower is spent on espionage as such. The other 85% is a slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, actively meropriatia in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. Demoralization? 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? 
because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students. 20 years. In the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The no result, challenge. The result you can see, most of the people who graduated in the 60s, dropouts or half-baked intellectuals, are now occupying the positions of power in the government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. You are stuck with them. You cannot get rid of them. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. Contaminated. You cannot change their mind. Even Infected. Even if, if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is, uh, is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. In other words, these people... Uh, uh, the process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. To get rid society of these people, you have you need another 20 or, or, or 15 years to educate a new generation of patriotically minded and, and, and uh, common, common sense people who would be acting in favor and in the interests of, of the uh, of, uh, United States society. Oh, what was that? People have been programmed and, as you say, in place and yeah. who are favorable to an opening with the Soviet concept. Mm -hmm. These are the very people who would be marked for extermination in this country. Most of them, yes. Uh, marked for what was that? The psychological shock when, when they will see in future what the, what the beautiful society of equality and social justice means in practice. Obviously, they will revolt. They, 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 will, uh, they, they will be very unhappy, frustrated people. And the Marxist-Leninist regime does not tolerate these people. Uh, they, obviously, they will join the links of dissenters, dissidents. Uh, dissenters. Unlike the present United States, there will be no place for dissent in, in future Marxist-Leninist America. No place for dissent. Uh, here you can, you can get... Uh, popular like uh, Daniel Ellsberg and filthy rich like Jane Fonda for being dissident, for criticizing your Pentagon. In future, these people will be simply squashed like cockroaches. Squashed like cockroaches. Beautiful, noble ideas of equality. This they don't understand and uh, it will be greatest shock for them, of course. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Already? Uh, for the last 25 years. Actually, it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most <coughs> of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, lack of moral uh, standards. Exposure to true information does not matter anymore. Divide and conquer. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. Uh, what? The military boot crashes his... Then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation. Oh, excuse me? What? So basically America is stuck with, with demoralization. And unless, even if, if you start right now, here, this minute, you start educating new generation of Americans, it will still take you 15 to 20 years to turn the tide of, uh, of ideological perception of reality uh, back to normal, normalcy and, and uh, patriotism. The next stage is destabilization. Destabilization. The subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby, it doesn't matter anymore. This time, and it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation. Two to five years. Uh, it's, what, what matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you can see it quite clearly that in some areas... Uh, in such sensitive areas as, as uh, defense and economy, 
the influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I, I could never believe it. 14 years ago, when I landed uh, in this part of the world, <laughs> the process will go that fast. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it may take only up to six weeks to crisis. bring a country to the verge of crisis. Only six weeks. In Central America now. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, we have so-called the period of normalization. Normalization. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 1968, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis, to promise people all kinds of goodies and the paradise on earth. Uh, to promise to goodies. To your uh, economy to eliminate the principle of free market competition. And no free market competition. In Washington, D.C., with uh, benevolent dictators like Walter Mondale, <laughs> who will promise lots of Mondale. Never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not. He will go to Moscow to kiss the bottoms of, of new generation of Soviet assassins. Never mind. He will create false illusions that the uh, situation is under control. False illusions. That the situation's under control. It's out of control. Media and educational system trains another generation of people who think they are living at the peacetime. False. The United States is in the state of war. All the time. Total war. All the time. The basic principles and the foundations of, of this system. 1984. And, and the initiator of this war is not Comrade Andropov, of course. Uh, it's it's the system, however ridiculous it may sound, the world communist system or the world communist conspiracy. Whether I scare some people or not, I don't give a hoot. Uh, if, if you are not scared by now, nothing can scare you. But you don't have to be paranoid about it. But what actually happens now, that unlike myself, you have literally several years to live on unless the United States wake up. The time bomb is ticking. With every second, the disaster is coming closer and closer. Unlike myself, you will have nowhere to defect to. Nowhere to defect to. This is it. This is the last country of freedom and, and possibility. The last country of freedom and possibility. He said big brother government. Impending danger of that development. He implied Orwell. Can help United States. You may kiss goodbye to your freedom. Kiss goodbye freedoms. freedoms. To, to homosexuals, to prison inmates. All this freedom will vanish, evaporating in five seconds, including your precious lives. Um, the second thing, I, the moment at least part of United States population is convinced that the danger is real. They have to force their government. And I'm not talking about sending letters, signing petitions, and all this beautiful, noble activity. I'm talking about forcing United States government to stop aiding communism. Force the United States government to stop aiding communism. We are already 20, 30 years past the demoralization phase of communist, socialist, Marxist, Leninist takeover. I told you people, I'm going to challenge you on this podcast. I know that what you just heard is basically unbelievable. If you've never entertained these concepts before, I get it. This might be a little overwhelming for you. Listening to 
Mr. Yuri Bezmanov, a former Russian KGB agent. Uh, surgically explain specifically piece by piece to you how the Marxist-Leninist plan of subversion is not only already underway, but has been underway and has been successful for many, many years now. And the end is near, people. The end is nigh. Pause this podcast. Go to YouTube. Look for Subversion Explained by former KGB agent Yuri Bezmenov. Listen to it again. Pay attention. Pause it. Rewind it. Listen again. Listen as many times as you have to until these concepts sink into your brains. I know it's not easy. I know it's hard to hear. I know it. I get it. I've been there before. I've been in your shoes. I've been the guy wet behind the ears, green as green can be, trying to research some of this stuff and see what people are talking about, only to find disappointing, real results. This stuff is real, people. And the only reason why you don't know it if you're not if you haven't heard this stuff before is because your media it ain't gonna tell you this stuff, people. In fact, it's your media's job to be doing the Marxist Leninist subversion. Slow usurpations over time. Slow injections of socialism, Marxist, Lenin, Leninist ideology over time, piece by piece, slowly but surely. Until one day, Americans will wake up and communism has already taken hold and taken root. Under your noses, unbeknownst to you, the Trojan horse being led into your city only to be opened and inside the contents contain the roots of your demise. I'm going to take a break and we'll be right back on the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody. So, yeah, so I just wanted to kind of reflect on everything that we just heard. So in the beginning of this episode, uh, you know, I was talking to you about Huxley and some of the quotes from Huxley. And, you know, he described the future as a painless concentration camp where we'll have our rights taken away from us, but we will rather enjoy it. Because we will be lulled to sleep by media and, uh, you know, virtual reality. It's like the Matrix. When I hear Huxley say painless concentration camp, it reminds me of the Matrix. A computer simulation where your human mind just gets plugged in. And then you're, you know, you're essentially a video game. You're a computer program at that point. You know, and then, you know, a lot of the subject matter today also made me think about Isaac Asimov. If you guys don't know who Isaac Asimov is, you should probably look that up. Pretty smart guy. He said a few smart things. Here's one of the things that he said that I really want to share with you guys. Isaac Asimov once said, There is a cult of ignorance in the United States. And there always has been. 
The strain of anti-intellectualism has been a constant thread winding its way through our political and cultural life, nurtured by the false notion that democracy means that my ignorance is, is just as good as your knowledge. <clears throat> our boy Yuri, the KGB agent, just touched on this. Americans, naive, gullible, easily lulled to sleep, infected with ideas that are intended to completely change and subvert their way of life. And it's happening right under your noses and you don't even know it's happening. <clears throat> you don't want to believe it. Too much cognitive dissonance, right? I mean, I, I get it, people. It's not easy to hear. I get it. Isaac Asimov also once said, people who think they know everything are a great annoyance to those of us who do. <laughs> One of the saddest aspects of life is that right now, right now is that science um here, let me read this again. I messed it up. The saddest aspect of life right now is that science gathers knowledge faster than society gathers wisdom. <laughs> Quotable Isaac Asimov, people. Uh, here, let me look up some more stuff I want to talk about. Our boy Yuri the KGB agent talked about Part of the Marxist-Leninist subversion is that Americans will become unable to come to sensible conclusions because of how brainwashed they are due to media manipulation. Even if you prove facts to them, the effects are still irreversible. The socialist you know, whether underground types of the 60s have grown up to be the professors in all of our nation's institutions of higher learning. You know, exposure to true information doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I have facts. Oops, uh, oops, I hit a button there. Um, sorry about that. Um, it doesn't matter, though. It doesn't matter if you have factual information, uh, peer-reviewed uh, papers, you know, uh, universally agreed upon objective truth and reality uh, from the scientific community. It doesn't matter. You can have all of it. And what this guy Yuri Bezmenov is saying is that you would need 15 to 20, maybe even 30 years of, of re-education, quote unquote, to reverse the already embedded in our culture, you know, roots of this new world, socialist, totalitarian, dictatorship, utopia, maybe. I mean, this stuff sounds scary and doom and gloom and, you know, all this stuff. But, you know, what if all these guys are right? What if it really is enjoyable? What if you can take whatever drugs you want? You can play whatever games you want. You can party with whatever kind of people you want. You can go, uh, you know, like the Matrix where you just download a program and you go do that thing. That's the future. Like if this, if this continues on the path and the trajectory that it's been on, it's going to be like uh, Ray Kurzweil. You guys know who Ray Kurzweil is? The, uh, the guy from Google? I think he founded Google. But he wrote a book called The Singularity is Near. And that's a whole nother podcast. But, you know, go look up that. Try to get those, wrap, <laughs> go try to wrap your brain around those concepts. Boy, Ray Kurzweil, The Singularity is Near. He talks about technology advancing so so much and so fast to it'll reach this uh, this critical mass, this breaking point to where a new reality will come into existence. <clears throat> will it be the merging of man and machine? 
Maybe. Who knows? You know, will it be a A, B's and C's and D's cast system where, you know, you know, you're the, the continuation of the human race won't be from, you know, man and woman getting together and having relations like the days of old. Oh, no, no, no. The future, it's going to be, we're all going to be test tube babies. Every, and, and the only way that new people get to come into existence is based on the big plan of the state. You know, they, they want to control populations. You know, I mean, that's part of the whole... And that's there's a storied history of that. Go back and look at Operation... You know what? Uh, how many operations in the past have been declassified? This stuff is fact. This is fact, people. I'm not talking conspiracy theory. <laughs> I don't understand... And, you know, what I'm trying to talk to you about is exactly why this stuff isn't as clear to you as it is to me or people like me who have actually done the work of learning and thinking. The reason why this is stuff is just so unbelievable to you is because it's that effective, people. We are all victims of it. We are all slaves to it. There is nothing the Second Amendment, or anything, any type of other individual protection that once was, no matter how fragile it may have been, none of it, nothing's going to save us from what's coming. This is the inevitable future, people. It is very ironic that Mr. KGB defector Yuri Bezmenov gave this speech in 1984. How... How poetic. I'm telling you people, all this stuff connects. The timeline starts way back at the beginning of this, the previous century, even even before that. I don't know how far you want to dive, but I'm just trying to keep, you know, the common theme that has been happening historically uh, in perspective for you. And, and the more you look this stuff up, people, I'm telling you, you're going to see it, it connected even before that. There's nothing new in this world except the history you do not know. This goes back far, 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 far before your great, 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 great ancestors. Even before them. Nothing new in this world. There is nothing new in this world. Except the history you do not know. Uh, I'm not going to play a punk rock song today. Uh, because I realized I was talking just a little too much over Yuri Bezmenov's little KGB defector uh, warning to America about the subversion of Soviet communism. And I'm going to outro with this. I'm going to play this entire clip for you guys. Uh, and, you know, we'll bring the punk rock songs and the fun the next episode. I really want this one... You know, this one's a little bit more serious than my previous podcast. And the reason why is because this stuff is the most important stuff for you to know so that you can make good decisions for yourself and for your family in the inevitable future that is coming, people. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be some doomsayer, doom and gloom, you know, cult wannabe messianic complex guy. I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm 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 nonviolent. I'm not trying to start the violent revolution. I'm just trying to give you people the ammunition that you need to fight the battle that is coming. You've got to wake up and start learning this stuff or <laughs> you're in for a rude 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 awakening very very soon. This has been the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Uh, my name is Andrew for America. I'm really enjoying this stuff. It's really therapeutic for me. And it's so important to me that, you know, I really do feel like this is one of the purposes of my life is to be able to share with people, uh, you know, things that I've really, really given a lot of time and contemplation and thought to and stuff that I don't think enough people know about and I think they need to know. That's why I'm doing this. I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to start shit up between the left and the right or whoever. I'm not trying to be, hey, let's the, let's go band together and storm the Capitol steps guy. I'm not doing that. I'm not that guy. That's not who I am. I'm going to talk about ideas. I'm going to remove 
all systems of thought control that are in your way. Obstacles, gatekeepers, preventing you from pushing on through, breaking on through to the other side. Where the grass is probably greener. Knowledge is power, people. There's nothing worse than reaching the top of a ladder only to find out that you're on the wrong ladder. (laughs) Got to find the right ladder and then climb that ladder. Life is short, people. You got to be armed with the information that is of the utmost, highest quality. Information is everywhere today and you've got to be able to filter it and find the actual objectively true peer-reviewed historically agreed upon scientific method was used etc 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 thanks again for listening guys here we go listen to yuri bezmanov I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to play this entire clip for you guys. And I want you to hear it again. And I want you to listen. And then I don't want you to freak out and go, you know, do very irrational, emotional things. I want you to just quietly think about it, contemplate it, and consider, hey, is this really possible? Could this really be happening? And if so, should I be afraid? Well, kind of, but it's better that you're aware of it. So that when this stuff starts coming up in your life by force in the future, you're a little bit more eased in. You're a little bit more prepared to process the emotions and, you know, everything that's going to come with it. So here we go. Thanks for listening. This has been the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I am Andrew for America. Please, if you want to, if you like the subject matter, come and like, uh, or I'm sorry, um, request. If you want to join the private group where we talk about a lot of the stuff, uh, it is Andrew for America Comedy and Commentary. <clears throat> you can go to the website, politicsandpunkrockpodcast.com. Uh, check out the blog, etc. Okay, here we go, guys. Please just listen up and think about this stuff. And we'll see you next time. Trebezmianov was born in 1939 in a suburb of Moscow. He was the son of a high-ranking Soviet Army officer. He was educated in the elite schools inside the Soviet Union and became an expert in Indian culture and Indian languages. He had an outstanding career with Novosti, which was the, and still is, I should say, the press arm or the press agency of the Soviet Union, it turns out that this is also a front for the KGB. He escaped to the West in 1970 after becoming totally disgusted with the Soviet system, and he did this at great risk to his life. He certainly is one of the world's outstanding experts on the subject of Soviet propaganda and disinformation and active measures. Well, you spoke several times before about ideological subversion. That is a phrase that... uh, I'm afraid some Americans don't fully understand. When uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion, what do they mean by it? Ideological subversion is, is the slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, activne meropriyatia in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism. 
American patriotism. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled because demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his balls, then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby, it doesn't matter anymore. This time, and it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation, uh, it's, what, what matters is essentials, economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you can see it quite clearly that in some areas, uh, in such sensitive areas as, as uh, defense, an economy, uh, the uh, influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I, I could never believe it 14 years ago when I landed uh, in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it may take only up to six weeks to, to bring a country to the verge of crisis. You can see it in, in Central America now. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis to promise people all kinds of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to, to destabilize your uh, economy, to eliminate the principle of free market competition, and to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., with the benevolent dictators like Walter Mondale, who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfillable or not. Your leftists in the United States, all these professors and all these beautiful civil rights defenders, they are instrumental in the process of the, of the uh, uh, subversion only to destabilize the nation. When their job is completed, they are, non, they are not needed anymore. They know too much. Some of them, when, when they get disillusioned, when they see that Marxist-Lenin has come to power, they, obviously they get offended. They think that they will come to power. That will never happen, of course. They will be lined up against the wall and shot. But they may turn into the most bitter enemies of Marxist-Leninists when they come to power. And that's what happened in Nicaragua. You remember most of these uh, former Marxist-Leninists were either Sorry. put to prison or one of them split and now he's working against Sandinistas. It happened in, in uh, uh, Grenada when Maurice Bishop was, he was already a Marxist. He was executed by, by a new Marxist who was more Marxist than this Marxist. Same happened in Afghanistan when uh, first there was Taraki, he was killed by Amin, then Amin was killed by Babrak Karman with the help of KGB. Same happened in, in Bangladesh when Mujibur Rahman, very pro-Soviet leftist, was assassinated by his own Marxist-Leninist military comrades. It's the same pattern everywhere. The, the time bomb is ticking with every second. The disaster... Mr. Besby. That's it, people. I mean... Tick-tock. The clock's ticking. Do you want to be one of those useful idiots that he's talking about? One of these useful idiots that believe this progressive movement's unbelievably absurd worldview. Just, it's just absurd, people. Um, 
so many levels. And what did he just get done saying, people? Your purpose, you useful idiots that eat and drink and live and sleep and breathe this crap. Your job is to be instrumental in completing the destabilization phase. What happens to you people when that phase is complete? You're going to join in with the new order and you think you're going to be in power with your party, with the big party? You're going to be lined up against the wall and shot, disposed of. Your purpose is over. It's been utilized. You're no longer of use <clears throat> to the party. Is that what you want? Is that the future you want for this world? If the answer is no, I highly recommend you start participating in some type of political, uh, you know, your local political situation. See who, who's running in your area. Start locally. Start paying attention to this stuff. You never know. You never knew, know what kind of idiots are running the government, even in your small town. I mean, forget about the federal government. What's going on in your, in your town, in your county, in your state? Do you have moral, upright citizens running the show in your little locale? Maybe you should go check that stuff out. Oh, man. This stuff is scary. I get it. But you guys, you have to learn this stuff. You have to know that there are powerful forces in this world that are acting, you know, collectively and secretly and quietly, and they serve the interests of empire. There are rich, powerful forces that are controlling your politicians. They're controlling your governments around the world, everywhere. The United States is not exempt. And really nowhere else in the world really is. And if we let this process continue, I mean, people, get ready. It's going to be, it's going to be literally terrifying, dystopian, you know, every crazy dystopian movie that you've ever seen. It'll probably be worse. It's gross. It's just gross to think about. It's gross to think that this stuff could actually be happening and there could actually be a real risk of this stuff happening. Unbelievable, isn't it? It's absolutely bananas. Unbelievable. But also, sadly, objectively true. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry about this one. I'm sorry about this episode, guys, but you gotta just, you know, someone's gotta rip off the Band-Aid for you. <laughs> you know? I'm just trying to persuade you to think more about the world you live in. And I really hope you do. I really hope we all do. For all of us. I love you guys. Hang in there. We're going to get through it. We're going we're gonna to figure all this stuff out, people. It's going to be totally fine. Do not worry. Do not worry about the things that I told you in this podcast today. There are just as many forces of good collectively working together in this world fighting fire with fire keeping it quiet behind the scenes you know hey when in rome do as the romans do right you know they think you're stupid are you stupid if you don't think you're stupid maybe you should start trying to prove that because it seems like nobody in any position of power really believes that. This has been episode eight of the Politics and Punk Rock podcast. We'll check you out soon, people. We'll check you later, dudes and dudettes. Thanks for listening. If you guys have any questions about this stuff, feel free to email me. Andrew, the number four, America, 1984 at gmail.com. And, um, you know, let's not, let's keep it, let's keep it logical, rational, mature adult, okay? If you're going to email me, don't go off about, 
you know, don't tell me your life story and tell me a bunch of stuff about you that I don't really care about. Like, I love you guys, but you know, come on, I, I'm not gonna, you know, there's only so much time in the day, you know, get to the point quick if you're going to email me and I will, I will, I will reply. Um, we'll see you next time guys on the politics and punk rock podcast. In.